Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey friends, before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by my favorite books. Not literally, but I did create a book list for you with all of my favorite books for self-love and body image and self-confidence and just overall self-healing and growth. I am a huge personal growth person. And to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I talk about come from the books that I've read. I'm a big reader and I always tell my little sister, readers are leaders. And I love audiobooks. I love book books. I love Kindle. I love all the forms of books. Just give me all the goods. So I decided to create a book list for you with my top 25 favorite books. And I actually add to this list. So there's probably going to be more than 25 books on it. But I have narrowed it down to top 25 books that you need to read to start the self-love journey. I'm not saying you have to read all the books right now, but you should have this list handy dandy for when you're getting a book on Amazon or shopping in your Audible or whatever. So I've created this book list and you can get it at maryscupoftea.com slash books. And I will also put it in the show notes. And let me know how you like these recommendations by screenshotting what you're reading and tagging me in your Instagram stories. I always love seeing you use my recommendations. It just makes my whole day because we're like a little community. So anyways, maryscupoftea.com slash books. Go get it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast. I am coming to you live underneath a blanket. No joke. I have a blanket over my head right now. So if you see me huffing and puffing, it's because I'm probably not getting enough oxygen. But I read an article that people on NPR do this when they're like traveling and they're trying to create better sound, uh, but they're on the go. And I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but I just got new floors in my office and it's creating this like outrageous echo. So I am innovating and trying to find a way that works best to record this podcast without a crazy echo. So blanket overhead and computer it is. Uh, This is my current situation and it's kind of staticky here too. So (laughs) we'll see how this works with my hair. But anyways, Today's episode is about dealing with weight gain, and the reason why I wanted to do this episode during this time and have a really specific one focused on this is because it is the holidays. It's the holiday season, and the next couple of weeks, you're probably going to be seeing some new year, new me bullshit, or you know, get rid of the Christmas weight gain or whatever it is. And I just want to like reframe how we see weight gain and how we can learn to actually accept it. And this is going to involve some tools, some tips, and even some journal prompts. So let's get right into it because I want to make sure this is laser focused and as helpful as possible. And by the way, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, Happy New Year. We'll see how (laughs) this year turns out. By the way, did you see that really funny video on TikTok? It was like, God talking to his angel and the angel or God is like, hey, angel, did you schedule all the events for the 2020s? And the angel is like, 2020. And God is like, no, the 2020s. And the angel is like, you said 2020. And he's like, 2020s. 
So (laughs) that kind of summarizes the year that we have lived so many lifetimes and gone through a decade's worth of events during that time. But let's hope for some better stuff in 2021. I'm feeling quite optimistic. Uh, But anyways, the first thing I wanted to give you is a really quick bullet journal prompt that is just so helpful when it comes to reframing your mindset around weight gain. So here's what I like to ask myself, and especially in the depths of my recovery, this is the question that I kept coming back to. What else did I gain besides weight? And if you think about this, it may be a little daunting because sometimes we're so focused on our body that we don't even realize like what's going on in our lives outside of our body. And so I really invite you to put pen to paper and make this like a bulleted list, like a bullet journal, and make a list of all the things you've gained during this time, like all the things you've gained in addition to the weight. So for example, maybe more connection or family time or tradition or some delicious recipes that you've been cooking up or (laughs) testing like me. I don't cook. I'm just the food critic. I just eat all the things. Or maybe you are, I don't know, surviving a global fucking pandemic. That is something to be really proud of. Um, And that's something that probably came with the weight gain because, of course, like our activity levels are probably a little bit lower. We're spending more time at home. (laughs) If you're anything like me, you maybe are stress eating or emotional eating. And that's all totally fine. These are just coping mechanisms and they're not necessarily all bad. Um, Some other things, like maybe you gain some memories. For me, um, my sister and I have been baking cookies and we've been making homemade Ferrero Rocher balls. And of course, those don't last long. We kind of just go through them within a day or two. And that's beautiful. And if those memories come with a bit of weight gain, I will take that. And so it helps to see, to reframe it into the positive of maybe there's other things that came out of this weight gain. Maybe it's learning more self-compassion or innovating your style. Like I know when I gain weight and I'm like, oh, I just can't wear jeans and a tank top anymore. So guess what? I'm going to have to find some comfy, flowy pants. And usually I end up liking my style a lot more when I'm wearing comfortable, flowy clothes than when I'm just like squeezing myself into jeans. So maybe you're innovating your style. Maybe you're just resting more. And that's something a lot of us need more of is rest and recovery and just learning to be still. All of these things that may have come with weight gain are probably some really positive things. Like it's not all negative. And I think because of diet culture and fat phobia, we've been so conditioned that I gained weight because I suck and I'm lazy and I'm unmotivated and I don't have discipline or willpower. And we just beat ourselves up when instead, what if you like acknowledged yourself or even celebrated those little accomplishments. Maybe this is the phase of your life that you're in right now for a reason. And maybe it's a good reason. Maybe it's coming with so much growth and self-exploration. And for me, that's what weight gain did for me. And I know that everybody's experience is different. And there's just a lot of talk about, well, what's healthy and what's not and whatever. And regardless of how you approach that, 
I'm just telling you my personal experience that when we can step out of that mindset of doom and gloom and I suck, then we can actually embrace all the possibilities and the opportunities that come with these things that we've been trained our whole lives to see as negative, but maybe they're not that bad. And I think reminding yourself that like, hey, this isn't the worst thing that can happen. Like bodies fluctuate in weight Um, depending on what I'm doing or what season of life I'm in. I'm going to have a body that kind of complements that, right? And this goes in, in every regard, not just weight, but like, I don't know, even like how you do your makeup, right? Like we all kind of like shift and change or our mindset, like how we feel about certain things or what activities we're into. Like it's okay to change. We're not robots. (laughs) We're not robots who do like one thing day in and day out and just live the same day. Although in 2020, it does, it has kind of felt like Groundhog Day. But regardless, it's like, it's okay to have emotions and feelings and to just change and let your body change with you. And this goes along with something that I say a lot, which is embrace the seasons of your life. And two episodes ago, I did a um, podcast episode about how to deal with food, like navigating uh, food struggles, especially during the holidays. And I highly recommend listening to that episode because it's this one is like more of a body image focused and that one is more of a food focus. So if you're struggling with your relationship with food, definitely listen to that episode. Um, but one thing I talk about there is embracing the seasons of your life that like, hey, when you are, I don't know, taking final exams at school, you're probably ordering a lot of pizza and having it late night and you're doing a lot of studying, which is pretty sedentary and your activity levels are probably low and you're stressed as fuck because hello, you're getting your education, which is amazing. And that season of life that you're in right now may come with a little bit of weight gain. It may come with a lot more packaged processed food and that's totally cool. That's just what you're doing to get through that. And I I told a story about how my friend Leslie Ann, I was telling her how I feel a little bit guilty for not working as much this month. Um, I've been spending a lot of time reading and resting, and I can't help but feel guilty for not like hustling and grinding. And I can go on a tangent about this, but we were not put on this planet to hustle and grind. And just because capitalism has told us that we have to work as much as possible for the sake of productivity doesn't mean that that's what we have to do. But Aside from that, she reminded me that everything in nature is seasonal. Everything. There's not a single flower that blooms year-round. There's not a single animal that hunts year-round. Bears hibernate. Flowers close up. Um, Seasons change, very literally. And so why would you expect yourself to be in the same, like, to be doing the same things in every season, right? Everything changes aside from just seasons of life and where we're at. There's also a lot to be said about, um, I don't know, the moon or how it correlates with our menstrual cycles or time of the day, like how it's totally normal to get a little bit tired and groggy after lunchtime. Or maybe you're like a night owl like me or an early bird like my boyfriend. Like these are all things that are meant to change throughout our lives as we get older and as we grow and as we evolve. And not a single thing is going to stay the same. So going off of that, if you're embracing the seasons of your life and how you're eating 
during those various seasons of your life, then you also have to embrace the seasons of your body and what your body's going to look and feel like during these different parts. Like, it's totally okay for your weight and for your body to fluctuate. It's just a part of, of being a part of nature, right? And so that's something that's really helped me, like, thinking of it that way because Instead of thinking of it as like, oh my God, I've gained weight and now I have to lose it. Oh, like frantic, anxious, shameful, like guilty. Instead of having all those like really charged emotions around it, you could just say, oh, I've gained some weight. It's probably, you know, correlated with the season of life that I'm in right now. It's not permanent. Um, And it'll probably change sometime in the future too. And I'm just going to accept it for what it is right now in this moment. Also, acceptance doesn't mean that you are complacent. I don't know if you listened to the podcast episode with Dr. Kristen Neff. She is the leading researcher of self-compassion. And she talks about how the common misconception about self-compassion, that if we're kind to ourselves, is that we're going to get lazy and we're going to just give up on ourselves. But literally, research shows that this is not true, that self-compassion actually makes us more motivated to change. And I'm not saying we have to change our body, but remember what happens, like, I'm sure you've been through this because I've definitely experienced this a lot. But when I, back in my eating disorder days, if I felt like I gained weight, a part of me was like, oh, I have to work it all off, right? I have to go to the gym for hours and I have to restrict and all this stuff. And then the other part of me felt so much pressure from that. And I felt so restricted that oftentimes I would just self-sabotage and do the complete opposite. I would literally just be like, oh, well, since I'm fat now, I use that term in quotes. I don't believe that anymore, but that was my thought process back then. Since I'm fat now, I might as well just get fatter and just be lazy and like whatever and today's a write-off and I'll start fresh on Monday, right? And we start getting in this mindset. And that's not motivating. (laughs) How is that motivating? It's not. It has the complete opposite effect. We actually start self-sabotaging. And even if for a short while, the whole like hating yourself into motivation is working for you, like, I don't know, say you do spend a couple weeks at the gym trying to work off the holiday weight gain chances are over the long term, it's going to bite you in the ass because not only is your body going to rebel, but you're also going to start self-sabotage. I mean, it's not even self-sabotage because it's a natural reaction of your body um, to not want to be restricted and not want to live in a famine, which is literally what you're creating when you're restricting. But aside from that, those emotions that come from it, like the, what am I trying to say? The way we motivate ourselves with negative emotions is a lot more short-lived than if we motivate ourselves with self-compassion. There, that's what I'm trying to say. If we tell ourselves that, hey, I gained some weight over the holidays and it's totally fine. I mean, most people have. It's kind of a normal thing and I'm going to get back into my routine and chances are my weight is probably going to change again. And that's cool, but I don't have to like force myself into that. I can just let my body do its thing. So if you haven't listened to that episode with Dr. Kristen Neff, I highly recommend it. It's called Self-Compassion with Dr. Kristen Neff, and it's a couple months ago. So I would say back in September, you'll scroll and you'll see it. Um, But she talks about like this motivating power of self-compassion and how actually having, being nice, being kinder to yourself actually 
actually has a lot more benefits than if you try to hate yourself into being better. Self-kindness, self-compassion is truly the only way to motivate yourself to create change. And again, I want to reiterate that I'm not saying, oh, well, why don't you use self-compassion as the way to trick yourself into losing weight? I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Why? Because I come from the same disordered eating mindset as you probably do. (laughs) Um, So I know what you're thinking over there. You can't hide it from me. What I mean is that By having more self-compassion for ourselves, not only are we more accepting of where we're at right now and what our body looks like right now, but we also start approaching our life in a more productive and healthy way. That instead of constantly being at war with our bodies, instead we're on the same side. We're giving it time. We're trusting it to do its thing. And that is truly like the gift that I want everybody to realize is that if you just give your body some time, if you just surrender a little bit, if you just be kinder to it, then you'll find that your body is actually on your side. And that weight gain and bloat and pimples and whatever else you see as a flaw is actually your body having a natural and normal response to wherever you are, you're at in life. And it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just is what it is. And being more in that and letting ourselves accept that is the only way that we'll truly make peace with our body and with ourselves. So all that esoteric stuff aside, some practical things is like, stop wearing tight ass clothes. Stop trying to squeeze into jeans. There's no reason anybody should be wearing jeans right now. If you are, I am suspicious. I am very suspicious. Unless you have a pair of like really, really comfortable jeans that you wear all the time, I will let that slide. But if you're just trying to squeeze into jeans just for shits, no, stop, please, for the love of everything that exists, stop trying to fit into clothes just to torture yourself. Instead, buy flowy clothes. Like I remember when I gained a lot of weight, I was actually dating um, my ex-boyfriend and I've told you this before, but he helped me get through recovery a lot and he was such a godsend. But I remember going thrifting for new clothes and just being really gravitated towards these like flowy floral dresses, long maxi skirts, uh, big sweaters, cardigans, that kind of stuff. And I remember my ex was like so encouraging um, of like this style. He was like, it's just such a like goddess vibe. (laughs) And I really like that. I mean, I think having that kind of style and really embracing my body and To an extent, it came from trying to like hide my body behind flowy clothes. But at the same time, it really helped me take away the focus from my body. Because if you're constantly like pulling on your, I don't know, tight tank top or like the button on your jeans is bothering you or something is like suffocating you, then of course you're going to feel really self-conscious because you're just really uncomfortable. But if you're just wearing like flowy clothes and you feel good and you love them and you're comfortable, then you're going to have a lot less negative body image thoughts. And that is just so important. Also, think about like the curvy women you follow on Instagram. I hope you follow people of all different shapes and sizes. If you don't, please do. You can just like 
go through the people I follow and follow all of them and then go down a rabbit hole and just find a lot more body positive people and a lot more diversity. Um, But chances are you follow like some curvy women, some people that are in bigger bodies than you, and you probably think that they're beautiful. And I want you to think about like, why do you think they're beautiful, but not you? Like, why are you so stressed out about your own weight gain? But if you see somebody else like in a curvier body, you're not like so critical of them. And first of all, I mean, part of it is just being a lot harder on ourselves than we are on others. But the other aspect of it is that we kind of see them from the outside in, right? Like we don't see everything they see because they're in their own heads. We just see their highlights. We just see like the good things about them. And what usually stands out for me when I look at a lot of the the people that I follow on Instagram is that they're confident, right? They just, the way they dress, the way they carry themselves, um, how authentic they are, how they just show up in their skin, like that's inspiring to me. And when I was going through this journey and I gained a lot of weight in a really short period of time, this really helped get me through because I would like almost obsessively analyze other people. And I was just obsessed with finding the answer to why do I think that they're so beautiful, but I hate the weight gain and the curviness on me. And the more I like dug, I didn't really find like a concrete answer. But what I did find is that these women didn't let what society says about their body influence the decisions that they made. So for example, they dressed how they wanted to dress. They would wear body con dresses, like those tight dresses and heels and bikinis and, you know, just like hot ass outfits. They did their makeup and they just expressed themselves in various ways. And Sometimes they would show up with like, I don't know, sweatpants and a t-shirt and it still just like looked hot just because they showed up. And I really admire that. Like I just really admire people who aren't afraid to be themselves. And I think that every single person on this planet can agree that somebody who's not afraid to be themselves is attractive, not just physically, but in so many ways. It's kind of like, you know how when you get to know somebody who doesn't really have your interest at first, but once you get to know them, they become like really sexy. (laughs) I've had that happen so many times and just like romantic, romantically, or even with my friends, like the more I get to know my friends, the more I'm like, wow, they are so beautiful. And the thing is that people feel this way about you. I want to let that resonate. People feel that way about you. People love when you're not afraid to show up as you are in your body, in your skin, with your amazing personality, and learning to embrace that. People really admire that. And trying to like just step outside of your box and keep reminding yourself that. And I think it's especially important when we're feeling insecure about our bodies, because like I always say, don't let your body image ruin your life experience. You still got to show up boldly, unapologetically. You still have to be who you are, be your personality, harness your strengths, talk to other people, connect with yourself and with others. That is the most beautiful thing. That is like literally so much better than revolving your life around losing weight or being skinny. This is why I'm so passionate about this topic is because I think that if more women especially could just show up as they are, 
this world would be such an empowered, accepting place. And I already see it turning into that. Like, I really admire my sister and her friends because they seem to be just like really accepting and really woke in that way because they're constantly surrounded by diversity on TikTok. So they're also not afraid to to show up as their own authentic selves because they see people who are doing that. So make sure you have people like that in your space, whether it's on social media or in real life or you becoming that person that is really going to help you deal with weight gain in a way that is that is like so much more empowering than you know the short term like it's just like this bigger picture of self love and like fuck yes <laughs> that's where i want to end that fuck yes like that is how we should be showing up in our skin in our bodies regardless of the size shape and weight that we're in and the last thing that i want to leave you with And this is an exercise that we do at my online retreats. We actually do an entire workshop and meditation, and it's just the most powerful exercise. But I want to give you like a little tidbit here. Allow for the possibility that gaining weight may be a good thing for you in many different regards. I don't mean just like physically. I mean this this possibility that this journey that you're on is opening up so many doors for you that you don't even know. And like I said, at my online retreats, we do this entire possibility meditation where we challenge our own negative thoughts and beliefs that come from usually diet culture and beauty culture and the patriarchy. And we reframe them into the thoughts and beliefs that we want to have that are actually supportive. But it starts with allowing for that little sliver of possibility. So here's how we would do it at an online retreat. If you have this thought or belief that's like, if I gain weight, then I'm ugly and unattractive and whatever, then I would ask you, well, is there a small possibility that it may not be true? That it's not true that if you gain weight, then you're ugly, then you're not worthy. Is there a possibility? And depending on how stuck you are in that belief, you might say, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of possibility. And I would say, okay, like, what is that possibility? Like, give me a little piece of evidence that that may not be true. And I'll use a personal example. Something I would say is, well, I had the best sex of my life and I found the most amazing loving partner when I was at my highest weight. That counts for something, right? Maybe I am attractive at a higher weight. Or maybe the friendships that I've built, maybe I have some amazing friends who really, really love me. Maybe when I show up as my authentic self, that counts for more than anything than my appearance does, right? So these are just little pieces of evidence that what you're believing may not be true. And that's how you start challenging your own negative thoughts and beliefs, especially the diety, the diet culture ones is by saying, okay, like, is there even some chance, some possibility that this may not be true? That there's some kind of reality that I'm not, that I'm not fully seeing, that I'm struggling to step into, but at least it's there. At least it's available for me whenever I'm ready. And so I want to ask you, what is that possibility for you? When it comes to dealing with weight gain and healing your body image struggles? Is there a possibility that everything you believe about yourself, everything you were 
conditioned to believe about yourself and your body, is there a possibility that that bullshit may not be true? And what is the ulterior? What kind of evidence do you have towards this this different reality that you have the power to create for yourself? What is that? And that is the thought experiment slash journal prompt if you're a writer. That is what I want to leave you with. I want you to just think about that. What is the possibility that my negative thoughts and beliefs may not be true? What does that look like? What does that feel like? So think about that, journal on that, and let me know how you like this episode by screenshotting the screen on your phone and putting it on your Instagram stories and tagging me, Mary's Cup of Tea, and at Mary's Podcast as well. That is our podcast page. If you don't follow it, please do. I just hired a new social media manager and there's some really cool, inspiring content on there. And we also remind you of new episodes. So please follow that page. And if you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes. That helps the show so much. And share it with your friends and family and whoever you think may need this message. So I appreciate you so much. I love you. I know gaining weight is hard in a society that tells you that it's the worst possible thing, but I promise that it's not, that everything will be okay, that you got this. You're beautiful and worthy and amazing exactly the way you are, and I can't wait for you to see it. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.